0: This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, August 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. CDFA releases neonics report. Order eases use of generators. USDA expands CFAP eligibility and court rejects dicamba appeal. CDFA cutting neonics would jeopardize citrus industry. CDFA has released an economic analysis of regulations the Department of Pesticide Regulation is proposing to further restrict neonicotinoids. About 60% of California's fruit, nut, and vegetable production could be impacted by the draft restrictions that, according to the report, citrus would be hit hardest. DPR would cut by nearly 70% the amount of acres allowed to be treated. The cost for alternative products would rise by more than 50%. Aggressively restricting neonics would allow citrus greening to spread at a faster rate in the state, jeopardizing the entire industry, according to the study. The researchers acknowledge the economic devastation could be much more significant if citrus growers are unable to use these products to combat invasive species that come to California in the future. If the restrictions enable pests to gain a resistance to the pesticides, growers would have fewer tools available which would further raise costs and have ripple effects for treating other pests, according to the study. Newsom's emergency order eases generator use. With a record heat wave leading to rolling blackouts throughout the state, Governor Newsom issued an order allowing utilities to dip into backup energy sources. The order also relaxes air quality regulations around the use of portable generators for backup power, taking further pressure off the grid. We appreciate what a critical time this is for agriculture as so many crops are being harvested and processed cdfa said in a statement to industry groups following the announcement and on that note the bureau of reclamation is releasing more water through the Glen canyon and hoover dams to generate more hydroelectric power and stabilize the southwestern electric grid during the crisis usda expands eligibility for farm programs U.S. Department of Agriculture has made a significant change to eligibility rules for farm programs that could immediately help some fruit, vegetable, and nut producers. The Farm Service Agency has expanded the definition of what can be counted as farm income when determining eligibility. FSA will now count wages and dividends from entities engaged in farming to count as farm income when calculating Average Adjusted Income, or AGI. By law, recipients of USDA payments cannot have an AGI above $900,000 unless 75% of the earnings qualify as farm income. The change which the Western Growers Association had pushed for, will benefit growers of S&C corporations who had previously been eligible because wages and dividends couldn't be counted as farm income. The change should have an immediate impact. Agriculture accountant specialist Paul Knifer says many more operations should be able to qualify for payments under the Coronavirus Food Assistance Program. As a result, the change... CFAT payments hit $9 billion. Total CFAT payments have topped $9 billion according to the latest USDA data. USDA announced last week that it would provide the remaining 20% of payments for which producers were eligible. USDA also expanded the list of eligible commodities. California ranked 6th in total CFAP payments so far with 489 million dollars, including 249 million for dairy producers and 142 million for specialty crops. Iowa farmers have received 908 million dollars, the most of any state by far. Appeals Court turns down requests to rehear Dicamba decision. Dicamba registrants Bayer, BASF and Corteva will have to seek relief at the Supreme Court from a Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals decision vacating the herbicides' registrations. That's because the Ninth Circuit Monday rejected their request to rehear the June 3rd decision, which found numerous problems with EPA's approval of conditional registrations for the herbicides in 2018. The groups that filed the suit were pleased with the rehearing decision, but max registrant Bayer said the company is assessing our options to still address the court's ruling and set the record straight. EPA has said it is working to make a registration decision by this fall. Trump content with China's ag purchases as tensions escalate. U.S.-China tensions are escalating. President present, Donald Trump is expressing new satisfaction with the phase one trade deal amid rising Chinese purchases of U.S. corn, soybeans and sorghum. We were unfairly treated by China because they could have stopped it, Trump said over the weekend about the COVID-19 pandemic, adding he was pleased on the trade front. He highlighted two recent record-breaking daily sales announcement for corn sales to China. Mink at Utah Farms hit with COVID-19. Plush mink coats don't spread COVID-19 disease, but it's possible that the critter's skin to make the apparel do. That according to USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service. Mink in two Utah farms have been dying off in unusually high numbers from the SARS-CoV-2 virus that caused COVID-19 and perhaps spreading to people, according to APHIS. The affected farms also reported positive cases of COVID-19 in people who had contact with the mink, the agency said in a statement released yesterday. Mink and Dutch farms have contracted the virus, too. There is currently no evidence that animals, including mink, play a significant role in spreading the virus to humans, according to APHIS. Based on the limited information available to date, the risk of animal spreading, SARS-CoV-2 to people, is considered to be low. Here's today's He Said It. I'm confident we'll get it done by the end of this legislative session. That Governor Newsom would ask about a bill in the legislature proposing to expand paid family leave benefits. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, August 18th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Dally.